And we're recording. We should observe the ancient ritual of traditional pre-fight donut. Yeah. Fear does not exist in this dojo, does it? Am I the baddest mofo no down around this town? Shut up. Rick, not hit back. Silly Caucasian girl likes to play with samurai swords. You will all refer to me by the name Betty. Only a ninja can destroy a ninja. Alright, and welcome to the Kickflix podcast. Kickflix, uh, your favorite podcast where you come to uh, watch and uh, and hear people talk about and review their favorite or not favorite uh, martial arts movies of yesteryear and today. I am there. Science with me as usual is Jeff Roundhouse. Uh, again, again. Oh God, my leg! I pulled something. Nope, can't do it. Hi, I can't <laughs> see anything. I can't see you. I think it's it's short. Are you frozen? Uh, Am I? Oh wait. How about no, no, no frozen. still frozen. Oh, uh, okay. We we'll come back to your round. Yeah, can you hear me though? Round- yeah, we can. Yeah, hear, we can hear you. Lowest roundhouse in the world. Uh, <laughs> so um, and uh, Mike. Backflip Mercadoff. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Uh, <laughs> Kickflips. <laughs> we'll do it in post, and I landed. Okay. Uh, there you go. Do a reverse. Mm-hmm. We'll do a reverse. Like, in, yeah, like yeah. yeah. Um, today's uh, martial art movies that we are reviewing, as you can tell by looking at your listening device uh, or your screen, uh, if you're on our YouTube or Facebook watching us live, is uh, what year is this? 2009? 2010? 2008. It feels like forever. Yeah, 2008 Red Book. <laughs> uh, it is a, a Mamet movie. David Mamet is the director mm-hmm. of this movie. Uh, David mm-hmm. Mamet has directed other pretty famous, pretty well-known movies. Um, but let's get to the IMDb uh, description of the film. Yeah. Um, first of all, we have to address whose movie was this? Neary's. Okay, good yes. to know. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> okay. Um, hey Red I, they're, not, they're not all. They're not all going to be Oscar winners. They're, uh, they're, ironically enough, there are Oscar winners in this. You yeah. know? like there's <laughs> a lot of people who. Are all right, Red Belt, 2008, rated R. A fateful event leads a, leads to a job in the film business for top mixed martial arts instructor Mike Terry. Though he refuses to participate in prize bouts, circumstances conspire to force him to consider entering such a competition. I do feel like that's not all of it. There's, <laughs> is it it's, though? Well, it's supposed it? to be a summary. <laughs> it's supposed to be a summary. So yeah, no, no, I mean, no, 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 but it's like not it's not even right. Like it's it's not about him being a mixed martial arts instructor. It's about jujitsu and a very specific like honorable th- 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 warrior concept, like. I don't know. Right, 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 right. I don't know. Like okay. this feels like a like a mislead. Directed by David Mamet, written by David Mamet. So that means uh, he was 
is all him. Whatever the results of this movie are, are 100% David Mamet. That's not accurate <laughs> either. There's a lot of studio shit. There's a lot of notes. There's a lot of, I mean, you, is you make there? Why? I'm not saying there is. I'm not. Movie? And by the way, I, I will go on record now and show my hands. I enjoy this movie. It is very different and very weird. And I can understand people people's uh i don't know if i like it and confusion i get all of that i understand i enjoy this movie but i can understand other people not enjoying the movie but uh and i don't know much about the behind the scenes but the fact that you say that a writer directors the movies it doesn't there's a there's a million moving pieces to a filmmaking nowadays and you I know, mean, yes and no. And producers, we'll get to, there's producers, uh, there's script studios, direction, no, there's script direction, there's cinematography. There's so much that could fuck up a movie. We'll get to the direction that of the movie. So script direction. But first, we have to do the parents guide. <laughs> the parents guide. Parents guide to Red Belt. Yeah. To Red Belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it there are literally three entries because that's what this movie deserves. This is a nothing. Uh, it's less. Well, sorry. most people haven't heard about this movie. Really? I, yeah. I, most, had you heard heard about it before? Because this yeah. is okay. We'll talk about why. Then I don't think the studio has that much involved right. involvement because otherwise they would have. These are big time actors in this movie. Um, so is rated R. Sex and nudity. Be the first to evaluate this category. <laughs> Violence and gore. Be the first to evaluate this category. <laughs> Profanity. Enough f bombs to secure an R rating. <laughs> alcohol drugs and smoking be the first to evaluate this category i mean yes. frightening and intense scenes there are some intense discussions and several fight scenes a gun goes off somewhat suddenly and there is nothing designed but there is nothing designed to fucking hey what a, a gun goes off somewhat suddenly but there is nothing designed to make the audience jump or squirm uh yeah, except for the guy's body over a desk. But sure, okay, continue. <laughs> continue. I mean, I don't think that's a jumps a jumps. No, that's it. Uh, hand to hand fighting, mostly in a controlled setting of a dojo and the arena. I mean, tagline. No, no graphic violence and very little blood. Some talk about rape. They leave out the whole uh, you know, content warning for people. Well, content warning for people oh, who yeah. don't want to get into a conversation about suicide. We should probably be. A little uh, respectful of that because this movie, if you have watched it, there is a a, a lot of suicide talk. There's there's a big suicide situation, depression, rape, depression. depression. Yeah. There's a lot of those things discussed in this movie, or, or they they come up in this movie and then they play a role in in the outcome. But other than that, like genuinely, there's nobody's like there's nothing on here on IMDb. I was looking up. I was trying to find out. When I looked at when I watched this movie, because I just watched it yesterday, I was watching it with my wife, and there was a genuine moment where we were all of us, where both of us were like, "What is this movie?" Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay, mm -hmm. so I, I don't want to jump into okay. whatever else we got going on. Taglines. There's always a way out. You just have to find it. It's the, it's the <laughs> fast forward button. That's such a bad such tagline a bad, for yeah. a movie that has a suicide in it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's true. That's a um, bad tagline for that. I was like, oh, there's always a way out. If you know how to cock back the hammer. What the Oh, fuck? Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, budget of $7 million estimated. Gross, 2345000 Or no, wait. Yeah, $2,345,941 <laughs> in the U.S. 
two million worldwide. So fi- about five million yeah. worldwide. Um, so yeah, n- did not do well. Sixty-seven uh, percent from critics, sixty-five percent from the audience mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes. So yeah, uh, I don't know. Do you want to do the sixty second? Yeah, yeah, Jeff, sixty second for me. Okay. Yeah. So sixty second review. Um, I actually did enjoy this movie up until I didn't. Um, it was it was what what it started out to be. I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. I kind of see where they're going with this. I like this whole code of the samurai kind of thing that Terry's like lives by, and you know, I, I I can appreciate that kind of you know what what they were trying to do with this. You know, uh, they were saying that Ma- Mamet took heavy influence on Kurosawa for these for this movie. Um, I wish he would have taken more influence. But whatever, um, I there gets to a certain point in the movie where it just be, it, it turns from a realistic film to keeping realistic elements because I can see some of the things that happened in the end actually be something that really would happen. But it seems like they they throw in so much shit into and and I'll get I saw Mike's face. I'll, I'll when we get to it, I'll explain to you where I can see the realistic part of it, but. Somebody you like you you it gets to a point where they throw like all these situations at one time that it's like we have to put all these things together so that you can believe why this part has this happens has to happen at the end. But it it goes from being realistic at the fact that every single one of these things for this to happen, it has to be like just all the all the little, you know, all the things fall into place perfectly. And it's hardly unlikely that it would happen. I'll go into details on that later. So I didn't I liked it up until I didn't. Okay. That's Mike. That's a- this was not a kick flicks movie, if that makes sense. Like this was a drama about someone who practices Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it was a drama. It wasn't. Uh, uh, there was almost like no fighting in the movie. Right. You know, it was all of these concepts and ideas and and the struggle between maintaining honor and the fight and the promoting of the fight as a sport versus the, you know, like the I, the art and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I struggle with it because I did martial arts in a strip mall dojo. You know what I mean? Like the ideas presented in those the, like the oh my god master and the 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 respect for the academy and the the depth of the fucking suicide in this movie i'm like what that's bullshit there's a strip mall you know what i mean like it's a strip mall dojo it's some guy doing brazilian jiu-jitsu what it, it appeared to me david mamet started taking brazilian jiu-jitsu and wrote a movie about it put his wife in it Put it, put his, you know, people, you know, like he's a well known guy. Like he's a Pulitzer Prize winning uh, playwright. He's, he's got his, and he, and one of the things in this movie is that like people barely spoke in complete sentences. There's a lot of the dialogue that was, um, very much like a play rather than like a, a movie, if that makes sense. And then also it fell apart at the end. Like it was one of those movies where I was on board un- literally until the end. And then I was just like, what? All of that for this, get the fuck out of here. And that's the energy that I have. I'm like, get the fuck. None of it was like, it was entertaining as a drama until it tried to be more than that. And then it was just like a weird, you know, it was like a weird, all right. And then there's a fight scene and now everybody go home. 
you know that uh yeah i uh so i've seen this movie a few times i like this movie but i also share bits and thoughts of what you guys are saying i also echo those i like the movie but i do agree acknowledge that it is a weird movie and i don't know where it fits into a movie like i'm like i like it but i don't know why and i like a lot of elements of it um i always enjoy and it's gonna sound ironic or making fun of but i'm not i always enjoy watching tim allen do actual acting yes yeah that was an interesting thing i enjoy watching tim allen right not play the bumbling goofy dad tv dad like i like actually watching him act um so he's also in this movie for the listeners that don't think i'm fucking randomly pulling tim allen out of the fucking hat there uh there's so many people in this movie but there's so many people in this movie. Uh, I like the movie, but I do acknowledge that it is weird. I do acknowledge the uh, the twists and turns. You go, what the fuck? Um, I'm with you in the fact that it's a draw. It's a it's an actual deep drama, and I enjoy it for that reason. Uh, I will echo your your sentiments that I don't. This is barely a. a it, it is very much a a deep drama that has martial arts as the backdrop right. um i do acknowledge that so uh but i i do like this movie but i if anybody i won't die in the hill for this movie okay if somebody goes, yeah. if, somebody goes if somebody goes this movie sucked i'm like i understand where you're coming from sir <laughs> where you're coming from. right no, I, so I, I don't agree with you but damn it i agree with your fucking right to feel that way because i, I get you Mike is spot on in something he said during his 60 second review. David Mamet had been uh, practicing uh, or pr- practicing yeah. uh, jujitsu for six years prior to doing this movie. Yeah. yeah. It's and when it you're was, rich, you it can took five like, years to make this movie. <laughs> year one. But it's, I, I could see, okay, this is what happens when people get too into these strip mall fucking, like, I can't wait for the foot fist way to come up on here because then it'll well, kind of. I I, well, I disagree uh, with you in the I disagree with you in the sense of like I, I I've heard your theology about the whole quote unquote strip mall martial arts uh, thing and the whole I, I I don't agree with your with your stance on that but uh, this to me was not the guy didn't kill himself over a martial over a strip mall martial art artist. no you're right it, that the the guy the the Ter- Mike Terry uh, helped this man's life out in a dramatic way more so than a just a quote-unquote strip mall sensei and how in what way well he had talked about that he had he was like he was gonna get kicked off the force at one point and mike is the one that helped him out like it was vague but it was implied that mike terry on a personal level sure because through his teeth, like, he tried to get, he tried to get him was, the job he got yeah. him the job at his brother-in-law's bar right. but then he found out he wasn't getting paid you know I he gave him the watch an alcohol like, thing maybe that yeah, he doesn't yeah. drink there anymore alcohol, there was an yeah. abuse like there was again all these things were implied not necessarily said but i what i understood from it was that mike terry helped this man through a rough time on a personal level and then now it feels we feel uh mike feels bad that He's not getting paid, so he's trying to set. You know what I mean? All these um, more set in, uh, events set in motion type of deal. Mm. So I don't that logic that brushing it off. I was like, oh, this is a strip mall. Uh, uh, more sorry, he's a strip mall sensei. He's not gonna die over this guy. I was like, no, that's not. That's that's like painting right. with a super broad brush. And I think uh, for this specific movie, I, I don't. It's not like he killed himself over a strip mall. No, I'm ex- I'm exaggerating. I'm exaggerating to make a point in the sense of like this 
so I'm not insulting Brazilian jiu-jitsu in any way. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the concept of this like pure practitioner mm -hmm. can't really exist anymore. Like there's no, there well, was never, why, and, was and never I, and a I real thing anyway. I agree with you in that. I totally agree with you in that. And that was portrayed in this movie because he financially was not doing well. Because you have to pick and choose. You can't be a purist of something and be successful in business at the same time while being a purist in that art form. It doesn't exist. Yeah. No matter what art form it is in comedy and stand-up, you can't be a purist in stand-up and also be financially, commercially successful. There's always there's that whole thing about when people when you make it to a certain point, people start calling you a sellout and shit like yeah. that. It's like you can't, there's gotta be the ideal situation is to have a balance or the ideal situation is I'm a purist and I make millions of dollars being a purist, but it's, right. it doesn't work out that way, but that's what they showed in this movie. So He's you're right, Mike, you, I agree with you. There is the being a purist in this. You can't be a purist practitioner. You're right. They Mary said I was right. Podcast yeah. over. Yeah. Uh, and, and now here's the thing. Here's, here's the one thing I will say, cause, and I'm going to throw this out to you guys now. I, and this is just how bad the writing was for this because I had to kind of assume Which is a this. bold statement to say for a David Mamet thing. Correct. It's right. also a bold um, statement to make on a kickflix podcast. Well, um, so but, <laughs> but the single out the writing, our own asses right now. Yeah, to well, single out the this, to single out the writing for being bad. This isn't Revenge of the Ninja. I'm expecting it to be a level. good but, but, but well, because this isn't Revenge of the Ninja, I know what I'm getting into with Revenge no, of the Ninja. So it's like, so here's the thing I have way, a feeling last, last episode when we talked about Revenge of the Ninja, nowhere did we say this was bad writing. Yeah, no, at all. <laughs> we were like, at all. Yep. It was expected writing, it was yeah. expected writing. I did say heroin was involved in writing, the yes. Script, so. Um, so what, so here's the thing what I what I actually would argue is that the cop did something for Terry. Because that's because they don't ever really tell you why Terry doesn't drink anymore, right? And even at that scene where he gets stood up in the uh, by uh, at the um, at the restaurant, he pushes away the glass of wine that mm -hmm. this guy purposefully left there—a full glass of wine in front of him because they've already done the research on what this guy is. Because you know this this massive conspiracy that's tied in with the Italian mob in Los Angeles. Let's uh, <laughs> call back to yeah, Revenge, yeah, Revenge yeah. of the Ninja, but um. I, I almost have a feeling that Terry feels like he owes the officer something because he may have helped him out when he was going through the shit mm -hmm. with al potential alcoholism or something like that. They right. they imply that he doesn't drink anymore. They show that scene. They don't really go deeper into it. So I'm this is me pulling assumptions out of my ass based on a couple little scenes I saw in it, but they don't really dive into that. Why does he have such a commitment to this guy? I, I never got that. It was because of the art. There was something specifically with this guy. I got he, to know it's a part of the art and then the whole thing that he knows his wife and then, you know, you, you, that he feels they, there's much more. There's, there's a yeah. lot. There's nuances. There's a lot of nuances. I, nuance. I agree with you. There's no spoon feeding in this film. The yeah. writing is there's no way that it's like, this is why this is happening. This well, is why that is happening. It's kind of like left. Uh, you're right. There's a lot. You're right. Uh, I, I agree with there's you. There's an I element. Mean, yeah. So let, let's talk about the actual like plot of the movie because it genuinely. Oh, you know Huh? You know it? No, just like in you order of events you, happening. You, you dug this the, up? 
the one of the things like first of all it starts off with him training the 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 hands restrain that little the second they showed that that pulling the little balls out of the thing and one of them Jeff said the same thing the second i saw that i was like oh no yeah, we're this gonna, is gonna be. A we're thing. gonna see. And when they oh, showed the guy, when they showed Chris Angel at the bar, like switching the black dice for the That's white the, dice. Uh, why David Mamet is obsessed with magicians? Yeah, because Ricky J yeah. is also the guy who plays the promoter, the shady, the promoter who steals the idea later on. He is a like one of these guys that trains magicians. Like he's been in a bunch of David Mamet movies, but also he's like he was he's like um a debunker or whatever you want to call it. I was trying to oh, like a out. magic debunker. Yeah. Like that. He shows <laughs> you how to Google him. like that. He shows you how the tricks like to prove how illusions and tricks work. Something like that. Uh, he's written books and stuff like that. Uh, but he, he's worked with David Mamet a bunch and, um, God, I want to keep talking. I want to find. Okay, but but what I'm saying is that there was so much of this movie that once I saw. Keep talking, but I want to. Never mind. Never mind. Shut up. <laughs> Never mind. I don't know what I'm saying. Never mind. Shut yeah. up. You can. Yeah. Yeah. The one going back to what I said because I got distracted by the magicians because there was a lot of the setup, which I I kind of was like okay with, but as they took itself so seriously, this movie, I was like. Okay, so the the guy is a cop. Whatever he leaves his gun lying around, like th there was just like a too much of a confluence of stuff. Like everything just happened to coincide with everything else. Well, that's what like, Jeff was saying. There's so many too things convenient. that have to happen in order yeah. for this. It, it, it's this that it's like here's so this because of this. And then mind you, really quick, Mike, I don't want you to cut you off, but the gun thing later on when the girl, the lawyer comes back, he there's a gun sitting on the fucking counter. No, that's where a he prop gun for training. Was it? Okay, it's a, it's a it's a dummy gun for when because they I saw the I was like, wait, the gun's still there. Yeah, <laughs> like, we've left it there in memory. Yeah. Of, and he's using uh, it as a paperweight for the for the applications. <laughs> also, like the the fact that the gun the safety's off and yeah, and all that stuff, I was like, this guy's a bad cop. <laughs> you know, like this guy is leave irresponsible with his weapon. Um, well, he's working as a bartender, or like a bouncer. Also, that was apparently. another thing. Working as as a as a bouncer like additional security for some place they have off-duty cops yeah that are in uniform for that shit like this they could have like he could have petitioned the cop like the company could have just i mean again there's a lot of shady shit happening with uh this guy's wife's brother is that yeah what it was, it was, yeah it was, yeah. His, it was his brother in law also alice braga i like she's great she was awesome i love her and she yeah. was in I think this might be the best acted yeah, 100%. We have done in 100%. Our, 100%. 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%. The acting is acting. so good in this movie. This is the opposite of our usual kick flicks movie where you get amazing action and the acting is atrocious. It's like, yeah. wow, this acting is. Whew, and I love amazing. Kid for is awesome. Yeah. How's the, how's the action? The acting is great. Yeah. Yeah, but the, but the kicking and the kick, how's the action? Man, this acting is superb. Yeah, the acting <laughs> is great. The whole premise and emily mortimer too the 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 lawyer lady the one uh -huh. that goes in and actually shoots the gun the the, the junkie she's after pills or something yeah. which they never touch they again. never talk again and they never well, address it again yeah, no they kind of did where they talk about like her her real situation yeah her, her like getting over it her like you got to get your shit together type. they have they do have that but when you're an addict as at the level that she was at the beginning of that movie it's not just about 
okay, this 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 uh, jujitsu instructor told me I should stop, so I'm gonna stop. No, now. but what she she's doing, doing, but what she's doing is uh, what I took again. These are all nuances, so you're not wrong. Right. I'm not saying that you're yeah. wrong, and, and I, this is what I understood from it when I watched it is that she had that talk w- from Mike. And then for Mike Terry on the on the show. Now, I know like, I do. It was uh, odd to hear people yeah. like shitting on Mike. Get your shit together. I was yeah. like, I'm watching a movie. Yeah, I'm trying. I don't know. This uh, is homework things, for a podcast. Things I, I would never have to worry about. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> nobody's gonna be like, Neri, get your Neri, the TV character, get your shit. So, but what I took from it was that she had that conversation with him, and she, on top of that, she's also. What what I, the little bit that I know about addiction is that a lot of addicts substitute one addiction with for another, right? Which is a lot of times what happens when you have an, an addict go become this super religious person. They're just substituting addictions. Uh, the same thing happens with the gym when you see a lot of these a lot of these like uh, former alcoholics or former drug addicts. They go into like and they and they become these devout gym rats where all they do is work out is because they're substituting yeah. an addiction for another addiction. And that's what I took again nuances. This is not said. I get you. You're not wrong, Jeff. I agree with you. But I took from it is that she is substituting addictions and she is now diving headfirst into the jujitsu aspect of and she's going through for all of it yeah. she's going for not just the physical but the mental and the spiritual right. she's like buying it hook line and sinker to be like it's kind of like that logic where you hear uh coaches on on football teams being like they bought into the system like she's right. buying into this yeah. to re- to help her with the addiction of of pills no and and, and 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 i 100 percent no no not and and I hundred percent I'm with you. I mean the the problem is I I'm looking at I looked at it from that realistic perspective. My dad worked for Metro Dade County for thirty years doing drug reha- rehabilitation right. and counseling for right. people. And like I'd go visit him at work, and he was like, "Yeah, no, look look at it. Like yeah. the, it's it's when you're that deep where she's in the rain." <clears throat> calling people like she's deep in that she was addiction. In crisis is what it's called. Yeah. yeah yeah so she's- like in, in a moment where she could not fulfill her regular prescription she even says like a, re- a a straight pharmacy won't won't accept this prescription right blah 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 like that is a that is a thing that when people get addicted to prescription drugs they they there is a medical gatekeeping with the dea that you're not allowed to give you know yeah. a, you know just an infinite amount of painkillers well if mike, they follow mike through, has, mike has told mike our mike has told me stories of when he was working in the emergency room a thousand years ago when he would see people come in like oh i have a headache i want pain like i need to just give whatever yeah. fucking they come in for abdominal pain and they were and, and look they were genuine like it's it's we can't just assume they're not in pain but but right. after a while like you look at their previous visits and it's like a million things it must be a nightmare to be that person i always had sympathy yeah. like I, I always felt so bad but it's also like we can't enable it either. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a really shitty situation. It's yeah, not, yeah. again, it's not a, I'm, I'm with you on one. the, I'm with you, Jeff, on the fact that it wasn't spe- like, you're right. Like addiction is harder to deal with than what she's like. Right. She and, and I don't need I stuff spoon fed. Yeah. She I don't need, wake, she didn't just wake up and go, Oh, well, I guess I'm not addicted to pills anymore. I'm fine. Right. With that. But it seemed like that the way she was acting. <laughs> yeah. You're right. To yeah, me, well, the way she was acting, it seemed like, Oh, forget it. That's just, that's just my, my, um, What's the word I'm looking for for like a story, like just to like steamroll it into why she ends up going into the dojo cannon. Yeah. Like why, why is she going into the dojo? Because, because she's addicted to pills. Let's go with that. And she can't find a car is what, but while looking for the pills, well, she was looking for the pharmacy 
and then she hits the car. It was across the street from the right. dojo. I was I had to rewind it a couple of times to for, to figure out like what is happening. And it just it's very that, that, that's what I was saying about this whole movie being very Plot conveniently that's convenient. Like everything is just convenient to the story and the and the point of the message of what he was trying to tell. Because yeah, she does go in there, and also he's really weird when she comes in where he's like he doesn't let her talk. Take your right. jacket off. Do this stuff. Come on in. We're fine. Whatever. And she's like, "I'm a fucking junkie," you know, like. Yeah. And then because, and then they show the part where the cop guy, uh, Officer Joe, puts his hands on her shoulders to take the coat, and sh- that's when she flinches. It's not explained until later, which I is way later why she does that, or she like doesn't like to be touched because of the the fact that she was raped, and she just comes out and says it to him in that scene, which I li- there's a lot of. There's there's some people earning their fucking paycheck as actors yeah. in this movie, and with that scene where he's like, he grabs her behind with a knife, and then he's like, "There's always a way out." There's, a way. and then he's like, uh, after at the end of it when she like breaks down, he's like, she sees that there's another guy, the snowflake was there, yeah, and he's like, there was a line. He's like, "There are only fighters here." I was like, "Fuck yeah, that's a great line!" Like, what a good yeah. like there was I, some I, legit well-written and well-acted stuff in a thing that didn't really hold together for me you know what mike i will actually now i will say that gives me a little bit more clarity because the addiction was more so for her to control the pain of being raped so when when he broke through that wall with her Mm -hmm. it, it she realized that she wasn't helpless yeah. That she wasn't useless, uh, so, so I guess I'll, I can that can be explained there. So I'll get I'll give credit where credit yeah. is due. There, I'd like to give a disclaimer as to why this movie was on the list to begin with. Okay, one, I, I again reiterating, I do enjoy this movie. I've seen this movie in the past. I had enjoyed. I, I I saw it recently, like six months ago, before doing the podcast. I, I I enjoy this movie, but in doing making the list, there were I like literally Googled martial arts movies, and then Red Belt came out. I'm like, oh yeah, Red Belt is a martial art movie, and I just put it in there. I don't know if I would necessarily going back do, to if I had to do it again, if I would have added Red Belt in a movie because it is so much drama and so like the the balance between drama and um can we talk about martial arts is not it, it, it's yeah a, there's an imbalance there and uh for this podcast specifically especially being that it's a comedy podcast i want to reiterate the fact yeah, that yeah, yeah. we're supposed to be doing a comedy podcast because i know a lot of times we do like there are a lot of movie review podcasts out there that do straight film review and they're like take it from a film reviews perspective like a film student's perspective i'm not yeah. that dude i'm a comedian and so i like to do a comedy podcast and this is like so when so when they talked about the rape, and yeah, like, oh, shit, I can't fucking do anything comedically about this. So I would like to, pre- you know, again. Uh, but that doesn't mean we can't enjoy. Like, first of all, I, yeah, I, we're again, I enjoy this movie. That's why I said I enjoy this movie for the dramaticness of it. But I yeah. do acknowledge that I, I, the <laughs> comedy is very few and far between that yeah. I can make fun of. And and the action is all right. the way up. I, I felt like Ian Malcolm in Jurassic Park when he was like, are you going to have dinosaurs on your dinosaur? I was like, are you going to have jujitsu in your in jujitsu, jiu-jitsu movie? Was like, <laughs> and and uh, my wife was telling me that she was like, uh, she's like, this was so slow in the choreography. I'm like, Brazilian jujitsu does not lend itself well to movie choreography. It's, Correct. it's not for the movies. Well, so when they're trying uh-huh. to there's a movie called Warrior that would disagree with you on that one. But, but that that's is, MMA, though. That is a different. There's a lot more striking in Warrior, yeah, and it's yes. in the ring, and it's also yeah. it's also not 100 percent realistic in, in its execution. I it's, mean, it's it's not like Never well, Back Down. Call, never back down. <laughs> <laughs> any, anytime you have just to the listener, anytime you have any movie 
that has a contest that is winner take all it immediately is bullshit it's bullshit yeah, yeah, yeah. It, immediately because there is no contest on earth that anybody would enter where you have a 90 percent chance of losing and, and gaining nothing tell that to the whole point the whole point of winner take all <laughs> is means that there's no second or third place and second or third place get zero money financially or zero reward yeah there's no such like nobody would actually enter a contest like that so it, yeah. it just makes me laugh when they go unless well I'm like no. actually wait no, second place takes $10,000. Shut unless, the fuck up. Listen, unless the police are investigating you for a, a shot gun that was shot in your studio, you were uh, black, you were tricked by uh, an your actor wife. and your, your wife. wife and her brother and um, your friend got wife. Your wife that did get me. Acting. I was like, "What? That too? Yeah, no, that's yeah. so many things Just to add it into there. Let's throw in. <laughs> let's throw so in that the wife things. was tricking on him. How, but what is the line? What, David what, Mann hates how, Brazilians. How a, He's like, how, "Fuck <laughs> these Brazilians." Yeah. How good of a line was that though? How good of a line was that though? When she said, "You can't expect to marry a princess," and like, and 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 live like a live like a pauper, whatever the fuck yeah. the line. Was. But I was like, oh, uh, fuck. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good because it's established that she, her family comes from money and now she doesn't have it. Oh, it's so good. She has a fucking factory in Brazil. That whole thing about her money being used to pay for yeah. his business. Yeah. Yeah. I, like she's a businesswoman too. Like right. I, I enjoyed all that stuff. And again, I was bragging. She's great. She's, I, I totally, totally dug that her. Also, there was something about a, a Latina woman with an accent uh, uh, tell, it's, uh, yelling at some guy named Mike. I yeah. was like, oh, that feels Lisa Mike. Nice. <laughs> you know, I was like, feels, that but, feels good. It, but that's the thing. Up to, up to the point, Mike, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the turning money. point where the turning point for me where the movie started going to shit was when the Rolex ended up being fake or the watch ended up being fake, and was then you started seeing. Stolen, stolen. Sorry. Well, okay. Uh, Can we let, let's go back because we do get the point where he goes, and that's when he when he meets Tim Allen. When they introduce the Tim bar. Allen right. at the bar, he's going to see why Officer Joe quit that job. Yeah. And then, he, but uh, there's a part of it where I was like, why is the wife? Where is she going? What is this about taking her camping? Like, I, what is this going on? And then. Uh, the the Joe had quit the job, so he's there figuring it out. And can we talk about how uh, Nick from New Girl? I texted uh, Neri. I go, oh my god, it's Nick from New Girl. <laughs> yeah, but okay, let me ask you this: Did you did they ever explain? Did I miss it? Because a lot of people made references saying, "I can't believe he's out without his security." Did they ever mention he's what supposed he did? to be a tough guy actor? Like he's supposed right. to be like an action hero actor, and that's one of the things where he they were like, and and later on in the movie where he's like, I you know I just wanted to get a drink, is it? And then he's like, da, da, da. I just I wanted to get, get into a fight. Yeah, he wanted to get beat up. Yeah, and he then he wanted to get. It's like no 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 no. Why do you want to go in there? He's like no, you wanted to get beat up, and then so, so he admit. Yeah, he admits to that. So I, I, what I understood from it was that there was a previous incident where he had gone out in public and something bad happened at a bar or because of alcohol, and so therefore he was. What I understood again, nuance. You're absolutely right. They didn't talk about this, but what I understood was there was a previous situation where this actor went out in public and got into a fist fight with somebody or multiple people, and from then on he was not to leave without his security. 
So why are you leaving without your security? Why are you want? Why and you see, are, yeah. I almost thought it was something having to do with a girl because when Nick starts talking crap to him, he like mentions like, oh yeah, you just go out and you don't know when somebody's who somebody's girl is or and he, something along those lines. Like he was because he bought the girl things. a drink. It was oh, genuinely like bullshit. Drink. Like the fact yeah. that he was he was mad about that was like, yeah. hey, he's, he's like, I, yeah, I admire your taste or whatever. I, I got to be honest with you. That being from Miami, that's a, such a Miami thing. I could totally believe. Fucking insert the rock. Yeah. Buying yeah, yeah. some girl a fucking drink at the bar. And the fucking girl's boyfriend being like, Oh, you fucking think you're gonna fucking hit on my girl? Huh? Dwayne? And it's like, what? Like I could see that yeah, in my yeah, no. I, I couldn't yeah. see that. I can see that Maybe with Tim Allen. Maybe not for the rock. I did enjoy get I did enjoy Maybe not for the rock. The rock is yeah. too charismatic. Yeah. The rock yeah, is too like, charismatic. But somebody else nineteen eighties Arnold Schwarzenegger buys your wife yeah. <laughs> your wife a drink. Joe Rogan. <laughs> All right. So Joe Rogan goes to a bar and then yeah, buys yeah, your girl yeah. a drink. I could totally see the Miami douchebag being like, You think you're fucking better than me? Huh? Yeah, yeah. I did enjoy seeing Tim Allen getting punched in the face, though. I did like seeing him <laughs> getting beat up. Okay. I'm just, movie that I'm just sad that he didn't make the sound. Or, 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 when he got nah, man, he's just like a weird fucking <laughs> conservative now. There's another movie where Tim Allen's in that's a dramedy. It's drama. It's kind of comedy dramedy. I think it's called uh, Sucker Punch or Something Punch. And it's Galaxy Quest. No, <laughs> and he does a good job of acting. Like it's a, it's about that, about him being a punk and being pushed around, and and then he does this whole thing where, yeah, it's it's a it's a good movie, but he does good a good job acting. Like, hey man, I'm, I don't want to be a fucking loser anymore. And right, and right. It's really good. Anyway, so that's why I said I enjoy watching Tim Allen. Oh, in, the Santa Claus. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anna Claus 3, where I yeah. wanted to punch him in the face. There's, uh, there's, a, there's a quote from David Mamet that he's like, there are like four perfect movies ever made. Okay. And the first one, and on that list of the four movies is Galaxy Quest. So he must be a fan of Tim. He, are you serious? Not, not even joking. There's I mean, that movie's fantastic. I love that movie. So any, nobody on this panel is going to disagree. There, there's a documentary that I watched recently again for like the second time, like uh, called Never Surrender. I think it's on Hulu or Amazon. Oh. I can't remember, but it's it's a Galaxy Quest documentary, and it opens with a David Mamet quote: um, "The Godfather, A Place in the Sun." Dodsworth and Galaxy Quest. These are perfect films. Yeah. And I'm like, if, yeah, you're, must... if you're wondering to the listener, if you're wondering how good Red Belt is, we are not talking about Galaxy other Quest movies. Documentaries. Yeah. No, we're talking yes. about documentaries about other movies. Yeah. yeah. Not even that, other yeah. movies. And now we're talking about documentaries about the other movies. Like it's yeah, that's so, how, that's how it's going. So at that so at the, the point in the middle how it's going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And so, so in the middle of the movie, that at that point when they start, he you know he start he saves Tim Allen. Then he like starts inviting him to the set and invites yeah, him over super, for dinner. Super weird, yeah. Super weird thing. Then he oh. he runs into like his friend from like I guess the military. That's, that's the stunt coordinator. The yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I want to go back to the part where they're like reviewing. This is literally one of the only fight scenes in the entire movie. It's him defending. Tim Allen from the fucking oh, yeah. attackers, right? Because yeah. all of a sudden, not it's not just a bar fight. Like all of a sudden, these they like clear out, and these other dudes start attacking, and it's like, what is happening? And then when they're watching the tape back, they're showing him with a stick, whatever. And there, I admit that this is a like, it was a dumb. I didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't like that fight scene, especially in the context of this movie. But all, there is a line when they're talking when the cops show up, where he's like, uh, they talk about who he's like. I never th where uh, Mike says I never threw a punch. I'm a stone cold victim. 
Yeah. I was like, that's in a Brazilian jiu-jitsu movie is fucking a dope line. Because yeah. he literally just let them come to him and he did his thing. And he's like, I, I'm a stone cold victim while they're all fucked up in the hospital yeah. and shit is a dope line. It's great. I, I genuinely love that concept of him being the pacifist. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's it sucks that it's this movie takes a turn once they bring in this whole Hollywood aspect where I'm like well, which sellout is he? Like, there's too many opportunities for him to be a sellout. But I think that's what the whole point is, that they're saying, like, he's being tempted in so many angles and so many parts of his life to sell out. And if he would just sell out, all his problems would go away. But because I don't think he's selling problems, out for the movie because the movie all, he's he's saying they're bringing me onto the movie. They right. want me to make this realistic and they want right. me to he's show this how board. it's supposed he's to be. He sold right. out. No, that's not selling out though. He's I don't just, think that's selling out. That's not selling out. He, what he's not, not that's not what he's doing. He's mm. he's consulting on how to like how okay, he's not selling out. actually go. That's actually not selling out, at least not fine, to me, fine. maybe to some degree. Yeah, because he people. wants them to do it right. Correct. So uh, he's he's like, let me teach you so you don't make this look like garbage. Right. right. And and so I think that and then he has to the watch is st- the watch is stolen or reported stolen. That's clearly a move, I thought, by the by the actor's agent to have this guy by the oh, ball yeah, so that he won't sue him later for the fucking for the for the stolen intellectual property thing for the fight thing it idea. was it was wild that from the movie from, from the movie meeting that that dinner that they have right. that she, that the wife was like hey look i pulled these rocks out of this person's plant and i throw them tell them about the thing i was yeah. like that was an unbelievable moment where i was like yeah but now you know later that she set him up yeah because remember, she was work. She ended up she working. She was with trying them. to get, and that's another. That's and that's yes. the sellout. That's the sellout opportunity aspect. Hmm. It wasn't the movie thing. It was the don't piss these people off because if you piss these people off, then my opportunity as your wife, uh, like right. that's gonna get taken away from me. And he pissed it off like accidentally because he was trying yeah. to like do this the because he put he gave him a job at his brother in law's place that was he stiffing the cop. Like what a yeah. weird. Why not pay? I don't understand that. Yeah. But then he gives him the watch to like make up for that. Like hey man, right. I'm sorry or whatever. And then it's a stolen watch, and then the guy gets fucked. I don't think it's a stolen watch. I think they said it was a stolen watch because once once they they stole the idea for the for the thing, the dice and the fucking yeah, but the the marbles they were gonna use the wife sold them out on the bullet on the gun part, not the marble part. Well, no, but what we're saying is because you had mentioned about how the the hold on, hold on, that the the marble part, like you had mentioned about the marble part in the dinner. What I'm saying is that she, we don't know how far back. She was involved in this because her and her brother, her brother already knew she was complaining about the money thing. He was already involved in this fight with their other brother because the other brother's the 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 main event. So like, so she was there and she ha- she's like, hey, show them this so that they would be explained. Hey, look, we can do this for the You're fight. You're saying that it goes. I dis- that far back. I, dis- I disagree. Not only did I not get that, I disagree. I don't think it's that. I think right. the but to the listener. Wait to the listener. If it doesn't sound like we're making sense, if you watch this movie, we're making as about a good sense as, as you as they can. The movie. It. Yeah, I, and, I, and I said I'm just so many moving parts. There are so many moving parts because I'm hearing what Jeff is saying, and I'm like, man, if I hadn't seen this movie, I wouldn't know what the fuck he was saying. Right. Yeah. And here's the thing. He's not wrong. Jeff is not wrong in the sense of like trying to explain what's happening. But if I'm a listener, you had not seen the movie. I would so uh, to the listener. I want to just make sure you are aware that what Jeff is saying makes sense if you watch the movie. And by that I mean 
it makes as much sense as possible because this Correct. movie is so convoluted. No there are so many steps. Yeah, there, yeah. There are so many things that have to happen in order for the story to go the way it went. It's and like that's the thing. It's the just it's just storm of yeah. the perfect shit storm. They didn't know that the Rolex was gonna 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 he was gonna give him the watch, give his the cop guy the watch. He gives the cop guy the watch, who happens to then open up nah. a new hole you know, for them like that then. Cause when he remember notice the guy didn't leave the dinner until he mentioned the watch and he's like, Oh, I gave it to somebody and they, they said it was stolen. And that's when he was like, Oh shit, I got to go because now we have another out against this guy where we can, I don't use think I don't, I genuinely don't think that's that structured. I think in my mind that Joe Montana, again, there's so many people in this fucking movie so good yeah. movies, and, and Joe Montana is this kind of like skeevy guy and basically keeping Tim Allen. I don't even remember their fucking characters names. Yeah. Tim Allen. Chet, yeah. Uh, from, I haven't seen this movie in eight months and I still remember that guy's name. Yeah. Yeah. The, Mind the, you, I saw Revenge of the Ninja yesterday. I don't remember that bad guy's name. I don't remember anybody's <laughs> name. Uh, <laughs> Tico. No, they're all, but they're they're all too famous for me to have also suspended disbelief. Like that's not that's Joe Montana. He's the dad yeah. from Searching for Bobby Fisher. Uh, that's, the, cr that's Criminal Minds, right there, bro. That's Come the movie on. I go to for him. Um, but the but the idea Spinner. is, I think that there was a reactionary thing. Right, he was a thinner. Was he in thinner? I yeah, he know. was the mafia guy in thinner. The guy that, that hey, I got your back. And he started oh, picking up. He's great. People. Whatever. He's that's yeah, what I'm saying. This movie yeah. had so many people in it. Because I know we don't have a lot of time. Yeah. But, the, but we're I, talking about other fucking movies. That's how much we're fucking <laughs> that's how weird this movie is for kickflakes that we'd rather yeah. talk about. Thinner. Remember Thinner when he was Remember taking thinner? out <laughs> So I I genuinely feel like the introduction of all of these elements was not to show that it had been pre-orchestrated, like it was it was it was to show that things kept falling apart for him because he wasn't biting he wasn't he like the the he wasn't selling out he was he was trying to do the right thing too constantly in a world where people don't do the right thing hollywood being the perfect example of like exploitation so like this guy suddenly he's like ah, i gave the gift because even then he's like they were like hey you give a fucking watch that given you by chat you give it away my thing is that was probably like an insurance thing or something they declare stolen he's going to get the money on the back end anyway they'll never see that watch again the uh the because he would keep it as a treasured memento the fact that once he mentions that he never comes back to the table yeah he sits there forever then his wife is literally trying to call the people and like oh they're on vacation the numbers disconnected all this shit they got they're like avoiding him and then i think she was desperate for her own money she didn't trust him right because he's too good right so that's when she chooses to sell him out and tell him about the story about why like she probably didn't even do it on purpose, she was probably like, I need to get in with these people that paid for $30,000 of my shit. You know, like, and then she was like, what do I have to tell you? Oh, yeah, the gun went off and they gave it to the cop and then whatever. And then the guy kills himself. Right. And there's this whole other layer of how many, like, how many bad things can happen to one person in such a short amount of time? Yeah, and that, I think it's... But what I never said, like, like just to be clear, like the whole watch going to the cop thing, that was not planned on their part. That just no. was a new thing that added into it, which was like, oh, now we've got this also that we can use as as blackmail against him to, you know, if, if he tries to come after us for this or whatever. 
but but this is where I thought the movie was going, and then it turned into the fight promotion thing, right. where I was like, I thought it was about Hollywood being shitty, which David Mamet making a, a top tier acted independent film about Hollywood corruption with a basis of BJJ would have been great. Yeah. But then he pivoted and it changed to the, 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 the tournament. And I'm like, this tournament is un, is also not a realistic tournament and a fight promotion, whatever it is. But I was like, man, this has got too, there's too much happening. You try to sh- jam too much into one movie. And that's what I was mentioning at the beginning of my 60 second review that I, the, the, the towards in that last part, like you could, the, when I said was, was the only kind of realistic thing is, you know, for a fact that there's fights that are fixed all the time and there's Ooh. these rigged the sporting events and all that. That's the most realistic part of that last I bit of the movie. Like, Jeff is literally, so Jeff was talking to me a couple of days ago and was like, come on, bro. They're not even going to, that, that wouldn't be sanctioned to have your arm tied behind your back. That would even be sanctioned. And he's literally Googling. In a movie that's made about Hollywood, in a yeah. movie about Hollywood, talking about like he's literally Googling if this would be sanctioned. This is my favorite part. A day later, a day later, after Jeff and I have that conversation, Ronda Rousey in WWE has a fucking match where she literally has an arm tied behind her back and wrestles with her arm tied behind her back. And I'm like, that's WWE, but yeah. That's what I'm telling you. This whole shit, the fucking movie, Red Belt. The fight, the the tournament, quote unquote tournament at the end, is a fixed rigged tournament for yeah. entertainment purposes. Yeah, that they're pawning off as quote unquote real fighting, but it's fucking rigged. So the fact that Jeff was like, "This wouldn't be sanctioned," of course it would. It's fucking entertainment. Well, no, but there yeah, is yeah. sanction it as entertainment. That's what. But the, he's leaving out the key later. part. But he's leaving out the key part where I mentioned because the guy before every fighter went out, you heard it five times the speech of this is blah 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 sanctioned by the IPA, blah blah blah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Do you know we take yeah, we, the results or this? That's just to fucking tell the people who because they know who they're gonna they know who they're gonna rig it against. So they're only saying that to the people who are not part of the rig. You get right. me? No, they said that to the other two fighters. They said that to everybody, but they yeah, they said like, that to everybody, but they're they saying it's gonna cover get their asses out. legally. Right, no, right. To the people who are not covered, like, and I, I just, I did the irony of life where you're like, this will never be sanctioned, and then the next day, Ron the Ross is like, tie my hand behind my back, and let's fucking have a match, the, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. But that's the so, undercard, also. Like that is not the main event. The main event, right. literally, the guy, her brother, straight up says, yeah, the the money's in the rematch. I'm gonna throw, you know, you're fucking with my business now, et yeah. cetera, et cetera. And I was like go back to the movie thing or sh- this should have been the story from the beginning like why is there was they planted all of these like why I think is- this was a movie from the beginning i think the whole thing was i want i need to get this guy to fight and i'm going to do whatever it takes to get this guy to end this fucking tournament Right, that's what the whole thing. Because in the well, beginning, they were like, oh, you know, obviously the not. Once, like, once you see the last shot of the movie, obviously none of this makes sense. So, uh, <laughs> absolutely none of anything that we're saying makes any sense. But let's because we got Jeff five, ten minutes left. We have five minutes left. So Jeff uh-huh. literally talked about the fact that he was like, they already fucked up the whole thing with the red belt because there's a million red belts. Like Jeff, yeah, I looked it up, and there's <laughs> the th- there's not just good. one red belt. There's it, it's a ninth. It's technically a ninth degree black belt, and it's the highest possible rank the living practitioner of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu can obtain. Mm-hmm. The earliest I mean, a nineteen year old. Have it? Um, anybody can have, have it. Yeah, not not can. How many people have obtained that level? I I, I they I didn't see that information. But they said that the earliest I, was, thing- I, I read up on it, and it was like I read up on it like months ago when I when I saw this movie a thousand, and they said that there were like four Gracies that had it. Like there's five. Uh, okay, so there's okay. five 
uh, people that have the 10th degree level and yeah. nobody else is ever allowed to get it. And it's the five people that pioneered Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Right. Yeah. Everybody else is the ninth degree. If you're, if you start Brazilian jiu-jitsu, if you get, I'm sorry, if you get a black belt at 19 years old, which is almost impossible, you will not get a red belt until you're 67 years old. Yeah. Which but is why it's not just man. one, Which is why and, but man. it's not just one red belt. Right. There's anybody can get a red belt. Well, you so, say anybody, but well, <laughs> you say anybody, but it's like it's anybody very well, who's like, a hardcore practitioner. He gets of it handed to him in the, in the fucking hallway after fighting, like not no, in, in the, the ring. ring. In, the, in ring. the ring, it's on the ring. It's a center stage. Sir. In the ring, because he waits for the microphone to drop. Yeah. He gets. He calls for the microphone so he can do the big reveal, admitting that the, that everybody's that the, the the fix is in, and the guy shows his masters there. He gives him the red belt. He goes, "Oh fuck, fuck those people. Whatever. They can get their fucking rigged fight. I got a red belt now. I don't care." And then the movie ends. I like I, I was actually, I was actually, I love that ending where he was like, where he got the thing that he his his honor above money paid off. For him, finally. I mean, he's still gonna lose his dojo, and he's still fucked, and he's <laughs> right, like, and his wife, and but, but, but if we've learned anything about Mike Terry throughout this film is that he doesn't care about any of that. He puts fucking his honor in his craft above all of that, and he would rather be a fucking homeless man under a bridge with a red belt than be a fucking rich uh, martial arts instructor right. in Hollywood who can, who can pay for the bills for the police officer's the wife. Yeah, that like died he, because of his. I hated yeah, that lady. This is, yeah, that yeah. lady was so annoying, and took, like I, I, I felt so like I was supposed to care about that lady, but I was just like, this fuck you, man. This lady's annoying. Which yeah. lady's annoying? The the, the, the wife the of the cop. Wife. Like, oh right, there was also, nothing redeeming. Also, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because he's gonna hook up with a lawyer, so she's gonna take care of him. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine, guys. It's and, fine. and really quick, the fight, the fight, the big fight against the brother. Mm. They cut away so many times. There was more shots of the audience than of the fight. There was too many people in this movie. They cut yeah. away like fifteen <laughs> different people who were like, "Oh, what is happening? What cut, yeah. cut, 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 cut?" I want to. I just want to once. I just want one of the main characters to be like getting popcorn the whole time and miss yeah. the whole fucking thing. Like, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it seems like it ended. This movie ended like by somebody that. saying, "Wrap it up. We need this space for Comic Con." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, cut. Yeah, we're done. We're done. That's how it ended. I'll fix it in post. <laughs> We've got a Simpsons panel coming in here in like 10 minutes. So I need Dude, you guys out of here. He just fucking quits. That was the fun. That was the thing that made me mad. They build all this shit up and then he just fucking quits. And I was like, you know, I get it makes sense in the though. honorable. He quit though. He just yeah, got. He, he literally walks out and then the fucking. Um, what does the lawyer say to him outside when she slaps him? Remember? And, yeah. then, he com- and then he comes back in and is like, yeah, now I'm mad or whatever. I don't know. That that hallway fight scene, him walking to the ring, was the best fight in the entire yeah, movie. Yeah, him I mean, fighting was... off the guys, I was like, okay, this is what I needed the entire movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. shit like this. Whatever. This, this is how it. Weird. This is how it. Er- that scene was how it earned the martial arts in the martial arts movie podcast. Yeah, movie. yeah. yeah. That, yeah, yeah. That, that sliver of martial arts, literally, the, like by the slimmest of margins. Slimmest. Yeah, it's, it's either this or Blind Fury. Um, all right. Uh, let's go. Uh, review time. What's your review? What's your fi- final review? What's uh, Jeff? What, what do you rate this movie out of five? Um, I as a drama, I, the first half of the movie, I'd give it a three. The second half, a one. So I'm gonna give it a two. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give it a two. Uh, 
there's not really even anything funny that I could think of for this. Um, two uh, fake uh, movie prop knives used by ex-soldiers. I, okay. There's nothing funny I can okay. think of. Mike? I give it three out of five fucking magicians. Those <laughs> fucking magicians. <laughs> David Lamott uh, must hate. So Ricky J, I found out what it was. He was he was famous. He wrote a book about like weird sideshow things, and also he could throw a playing card incredibly strong. That was his big magic trick. Right, and he had skills with card tricks and all that stuff. Okay. Fucking magicians. So, so three out of fucking three out of five fucking magicians. Because it's incredibly can... well acted, but right. it's just all a whatever right. movie. I will give it a four out of five stolen Rolexes. Uh, I think the movie, the acting, it's the acting uh, carries it more so than anything else. Uh, but the amount of suspension of disbelief you have to, you have to follow. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. But I, um, I agree. I, again, I'm not dying on this hill for anybody. I for this yeah. movie, I'm not dying on the hill for this movie. Um, but I, I, did, I did enjoy it. But uh, you know. Don't come at me and be like, you fucking recommended this movie. <laughs> you know, it's, if it's you're weird. at the end of this podcast and you yeah. still and want to go see Red Belt and then you're mad about it, then fuck you. You know, like that's, that's your thing. All right. Uh, as we do with every episode, we go uh, to the wheel of movies and find out which movie we're going to watch next and review next. Uh, there is currently 50 movies on the list. If you want to add a movie to the list, email us at kick flickspod at gmail.com that's kickflickspod at gmail.com uh, and let's go uh, give it a roundabout give it a spin come on Shanghai Noon come on, <laughs> come <laughs> on <laughs> Galaxy Quest oh Oh, oh, nice! Best of the best Speaking from one movie, from one tournament, from one tournament, one movie about a tournament to another. We're now gonna watch best of the best. Uh, so that's the next one. Oh my god! That's um, awesome. All right. Uh, well, thank you guys for checking us out. Make sure you guys keep checking us out. Check out the other podcasts on the Geek Brook Network that include, but are not limited to. Better let me tell you, uh, Child Like a Best with Mike Valdez. Um, uh, the Mount Geekmore podcast, uh, Cramacopia with Jeff and Q. Um, What's up, bro? Shiver, a horrible movie podcast. Uh, make sure you guys check that out. Geekbro.net. We have a lot of great content for you. Check out all those podcasts uh, and email us on what you guys think about Red Belt or any of the movies that we uh, reviewed. Did we get it wrong? Do you, do you disagree? Do you agree? Let us know. Kickflixpod. Uh, on all social media platforms, Kickflix Pod. That's uh, Kickflix. It's like Netflix, but with a kick. And uh, thank you guys for checking us out. And that's how red belts are. God, I guess I don't know. That's how red belts are done. <laughs>